Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to the Mr. Beacon podcast. My name's Steve Statler of Statler Consulting. We do location-aware solution design here. Uh, and this episode is episode number 43 of our podcast. And I'm really pleased uh, this week we have Al Juarez of Fathom. So Al, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Stephen. Glad to, happy to be here. Yeah, it was great to, to meet you in person. We've kind of been chatting over the, the, the months, but uh, we met at RFID World and we actually tried to record this in 360 degrees, but the sound was just terrible. And I'm actually, I've, I've agreed to take my 360 degree camera back. I'm, I'm not giving up on the technology as a whole, but I just don't think that instantiation is the right one. I'm waiting for the iPhone to support it. So those of you who've been frustrated by weird distorted images of my interviewees, um, we're going back to normal now. And I'm investing in uh, in just focusing on getting decent sound. I've got, a, got my professional mic out here. So um, a few bits and pieces. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. So uh, on, on the 5th, we actually have a um, big interview with the folks at Aruba. They've got a big announcement coming out then. Uh, on the 6th, I'm going to be in Brussels at GeoIoT doing our uh, masterclass, which is kind of a reprise of what we did at RFID World. It's a whole day of nothing but beacons, uh, but we're going to have some demos added and uh, Everyone, because it's a paid session, then everyone gets a copy of the book. I'm shipping those out as we speak to, to Brussels. And the rest, uh, the following two days are amazing. It's literally the best agenda I've seen of any conference. Um, uh, um, Bruce from Grizzly Analytics has got his location test bed there, which is going to be really cool. Um, and uh, we've got some amazing sponsors for our masterclass, Estimote, Beacon, and... Uh, HP Aruba. So, um, and last but not least, I'm going to be offsetting the carbon footprint of everyone that flies into Brussels um, for the session. So, um, so no need to hold back if you're worried about your carbon footprint because it's taken care of. We're going to be planting some trees and putting up some windmills. So, okay, enough of the chit chat. Let's talk about Fathom. And Al, thanks for Coming back again, I did want to make do, do this conversation justice because I think what you're doing is very important. I kind of think of this as the year of RTLS and also the, the year of the, the, the hub, the, um, uh, the bridge, the gateway, the receiver. And those are all terms that I would use to describe what you do. Maybe we should kick off with you describing what you do. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, what we have is a, um, a Bluetooth RTLS uh, system. And what we've done is uh, we've created uh, the Fathom Hub, which is a cloud-connected gateway, has uh, six directional antennas. And uh, we're, so we're listening and sweeping around uh, 360. And uh, using a grid of these uh, hubs, we are able to uh, return an XY coordinate with a timestamp. Uh, to a, a pretty decent accuracy uh, between two two and a half meters. So, uh, you know that. In long and short of it is that that's what we can do uh, with the Fathom Hub with with either our tag. Uh, we will be releasing a tag in the second half of the year, um, or anybody else's tag. And that's really I think where um, where we are, differentiate ourselves a little bit is that uh, we'll use anybody else's tag as long as the tag has a good um, has a good signal has a good clear signal that we can uh, characterize. Uh, we're happy to use it. Well, you just announced a pretty big deal with one of the, the other major players in this space. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so we uh, were talking to a gimbal uh, last year, um, and one thing led to another. And they have, uh, you know, we're, we're actually working uh, very closely with them on something that uh, is still in stealth mode. We'll, we'll, we're doing testing uh, uh, with, with one of their clients, but they've, uh, they've got a need. Uh, they've got a lot of clients uh, with a need for uh, uh, locating uh, XY, returning an XY coordinate for uh, their their tags. And so asset tracking, people tracking, whatever it might be, uh, that's uh, that's something that we're lo- looking forward to working with Gimbal on. I think we've got, uh, we've got a great relationship with them. And I think that we're going to be able to do some really extraordinary things with them. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got some great beacon technology. And actually, you know, back in the day, they had a prototype um, receiver themselves. So it's not like they haven't thought of this and they haven't spent some time in this. So I, I actually think that says a lot about what you guys are doing, that they decided to work with you because they clearly looked at what they had and what you had and decided that, it was better for them to focus on the beacons and to work with someone who's doing best of breed in terms of the gateway or antenna or receivers. And I think as more and more RTLS asset tracking use cases start to come to the fore, then what you do is going to become increasingly important. What makes a good product in your space? What is different to what you do versus what other folks do? Our parent company, we are... Um, we have software that runs uh, RX networks. We have software that runs in over a billion handsets, and uh, it, it's about locating. It's, it's, uh, it's always been outdoor locating, and uh, we do a lot of ephemeris, uh, assisted GNSS. Uh, so, you know, taking a, a guys that, that really have spent a, a bulk of their last 10, 11 years uh, figuring out when, what time to first uh, fix on a satellite, when we're going to see a satellite coming up over the horizon, that's um, a lot of math. That's a lot of uh, high, high, high level math. And so we took a, a lot of that and applied that to the indoor locating and, and we chose Bluetooth. And um, I think what makes us different is uh, the fact that uh, it, a couple things, uh, the, the, the grade, the quality grade of, of the locating, locating technology, the algorithms uh, that we've developed uh, and our go to market strategy is to integrate ourselves uh, as part of uh, a third-party solution. So um, that's why we, we've always gone out to the marketplace uh, or we envisioned ourselves going out to the marketplace um, working with anybody's tag, not our own proprietary tag, not our own technology, 
Uh, but really using, uh, I mean, we can track Fitbit, so we can track anything that's putting off a, a Bluetooth signal. So I think that's that's a key differentiator, differentiator for ourselves. And, and I think the fact that you've got multiple antennas in that, that device is, I mean, that helps you get the edge. Tell me a little bit more about how those work, because to, to be honest, I thought that what we, you were doing was beamforming technology that you were and, and you were kind of just simply looking at the relative signal strength across those antennas. Is that what you're doing or are, are you doing something different? Yeah, no, we're uh, we're using angle of arrival technology so uh, that, you know, we have those, you know, using that a, a grid uh, of those of our hubs. Um, you know, spaced uh, 10, 15 meters apart, uh, we're able to calculate uh, angle of arrival. So um, that's and that, that's where the math is. That's where a lot of considerations for uh, you know building a, a really robust engine in the cloud uh, comes from. So yeah, that's that's uh, I suppose um, if anything, uh, thanks for catching that one. I, I missed that one, but yeah, it's angle of arrival that, that we're using to uh, to calculate uh, location. Well, yeah, and I think company heritage, integrations, all that stuff is important as well. So um, let's talk a bit about that. Uh, how big is Fathom and how big is your parent company? Because I think people that are buying technology in this solution, they know that it's early days. They're not expecting the companies to be enormous, but they do need some reassurance that companies are going to be around in the future. Sure, sure. No, that, that's, a, that's a fair question. Uh, so uh, our parent company, RX Networks, uh, has been around for 11 years. Uh, in fact, uh, is just being uh, just been sold off. Uh, that's uh, pending regulatory approval. We expect that to come through uh, through the Canadian government um, in in June. And we established uh, Fathom. Uh, it was in Skunk Works in stealth mode for a, for a couple of years, and we we came out as uh, really uh, last fall. And we've come out with, uh, we took 28 people from, uh, from RX Networks. Uh, we left probably 10, 11 folks uh, with RX Networks. So we're 28 strong, uh, heavy uh, on the engineering side. Very good. Well, that's, that, that's a good size. You can get a lot done. Um, what, let's flesh out a bit what the solution is. So there's the hardware device, angle of arrival, antenna. There's some kind of cloud service uh, is there like a dashboard is the you know what are the services that you offer so the uh, you know we, we originally envisioned um, you know a year and a half ago when we were uh, two years ago we were originally envisioning uh, with all these beacon deployments going on uh, uh, or anticipated beacon deployments going on around the world uh, we, we thought of uh, fathom as as a management layer on top of uh, all those beacons uh, so, you know, alarming uh, for uh, missing beacons, moved beacons. Uh, so we have a, a very simple panel, control panel, to, uh, to claim your devices uh, and, and manage uh, your devices. Um, it's, not, it's, not, uh, it's not terribly sexy, um, but we, we've, we evolved and pivoted uh, over the past year, year and a half that I, I've been with the company. And uh, really the power has come to be in the API, uh, being able to plug in that location data uh, and really use our location engine uh, to to power your 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 asset tracking uh, platform. Uh, that's really where the uh, the power is. So uh, hard to see an API, but uh, easy to see that the data that feeds through it. 
Yeah, and I think the proof is in the what integrations you start to show, how you work with other partners, that that ability, because uh, these other partner beacons aren't necessarily simple. They have their own encryption and so forth. You need to be able to deal with that. Um, so, uh, and just uh, last kind of nuts and bolts piece, what, what does it take to deploy one of these? Presumably you need some kind of power um, and I'm assuming that you can just use Wi-Fi as the connectivity layer. Can you just confirm those details? Yeah, so uh, power is uh, standard AC power or uh, powered over Ethernet. Uh, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So we can have we can have either a Wi-Fi connection or an Ethernet connection. Um, uh, what does it take to? doesn't really take more than a few minutes to set one up. Uh, and, and, you know, I think you, you spend more time on a scissor lift uh, in a factory uh, than you do actually installing the, uh, the hardware itself. So I think there's, there's probably more moving about on a scissor lift or a high low than there is uh, spent uh, the time actually installing and powering uh, one of the units. Okay. And so not, it doesn't require a huge amount of science to calibrate oh, no. that sort of thing? No, no, we've got a, we've got an installation mobile app. Uh, we just have to have a, have an orientation setting, and um, and then just kind of walk through. It takes maybe 10, 15 minutes per hub, and you're and you're good to go. Nice. Well, tell us about who's been using this. Some of your early experiences. Um, um, any case studies you want to share? Yeah, we uh, we from our. Uh, from my, my past GLO days, we, we picked up a, a client uh, in Blacksburg, Virginia, uh, Blacksburg Transit. Um, they were, the, Blacksburg Transit runs 50, 60 city buses, and they have a large uh, 46,000 square foot uh, indoor facility uh, terminal where they park the buses every night. Uh, the buses come in uh, five lanes across, uh, about 10 deep. Uh, bus driver gets out and uh, just checks in and says, I'm, I'm bus one, two, three. And uh, I'm, I'm empty, uh, fuel is empty, and maintenance is needed, and, and the bus is dirty. Um, they used to pay somebody to go out and, and find bus 123 because then they have to go and move buses to get to it and find out where it is and just basically set up uh, their, their next day. Uh, so they used to pay somebody uh, from the university just to kind of go around and, uh, and, and, and find the bus. So I'm sorry, university student, whoever it was that lost your job. We took your job. <laughs> uh, and, and so they, they mounted, uh, they had beacons mounted to the buses, and uh, we mounted our, uh, our hubs up in the air. 
and now they've got an automated system that tells them uh, the, the lane and location of their of those buses. Um, we have a number of um, of other trials that are that are currently running. We have one uh, at our at an electronics manufacturer. Uh, they are uh, uh, tracking the, the whereabouts and the movements of uh, their employees as they go through and pick uh, pick catalog items. So you know. Uh, Pick uh, items through warehouse. Um, try to figure out: is the inventory laid out the best it could be? Are there things that we could do to uh, to improve to shorten the pick time? Instead of three hours, could somebody spend uh, two hours or an hour and a half? Uh, so it's it's things like that that we're working on. Uh, locate. We're developing a number of projects uh, in Europe. Uh, we have a, an office uh, in Europe, and we are uh, putting together projects. Uh, that are uh, sports related, uh, not not so much RTLS, uh, but some sports related, uh, where people mass, where people gather. But more more often than not, we're spending our time on uh, tracking the the pallet, tracking the forklift, tracking the uh, the human being uh, moving through a manufacturing uh, space or through a warehouse space. Very cool. All right. Uh, any thoughts about where you see the the market, the maturity of the market, where the where the action appears to be? You know, a year ago, um, it was really difficult to see um, RTLS being a, an area of focus, uh, especially using Bluetooth. But um, coming away from RFID Journal Live uh, uh, 27, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, where you and I were, I, I mean, I think the, uh, I think Bluetooth RTLS uh, has a space in, uh, in, 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 uh, has has carved out an area in that space. Uh, I think it sits between uh, the techno- RFID technology. I think RFID technology is asked to do a lot of things uh, that it wasn't really in- intended or designed to do, uh, and uh, it also sits in between uh, to the right hand side of ultra wideband. Uh, ultra wideband is great for centimeter level accuracy, uh, but what we discovered, uh, a lot of folks telling us that. I don't need centimeter level accuracy. I need, you know, one or two or three meter accuracy. That's good enough to track uh, a three meter or, or, or two meter uh, sized uh, forklift. So that's really uh, adequate. And so I think at the cost that you can get um, Bluetooth RTLS, um, I think that it, it makes uh, it makes good economic sense. You know, there were folks um, at RFID Journal uh, that were displaying their their Bluetooth uh, technology, and and those were those stands were amongst amongst the most crowded. They had the most folks oohing and eyeing there. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of things coming out in this space uh, over the next year. I think I think you're getting to a very um, it's not very sexy, uh, but you know being able to it's very utilitarian. It, it serves a purpose. It, it solves a problem. Yeah, I agree. And I, I still believe in those retail experiential use cases, but it's a very subjective thing. You're asking for a real act of faith on the folks that are implementing it. And, and retail just has all these scalability challenges with uh, large numbers of outlets and minimum wave staff. Uh, you know, if you have a few factories uh, or warehouses, they're much more concentrated. The deployment issues are, are much more manageable. And the ROI is pretty specific. You know, if they're losing stuff, then how much money would we save if we didn't lose stuff? If they're 
spending a bunch of time on on things that uh, stopping the production line and other issues. It's very easy to look at that and calculate an ROI. So I, I still have a lot of faith in the retail thing. I just think that the industrial applications have have a stronger engine to deploy in this early stage of the market. And so, um, and I would, you know, only other thing I'd add to what you said is just the fact that Bluetooth can integrate with your Android phone and your, uh, and your iOS phone in, in fairly unique ways, I think is really interesting. And especially as the cost of tags goes down, I think what we'll see is Bluetooth kind of being incubated in that manufacturing space and then the beacons will end up flowing through with the products and the containers into the retail space and we're kind of you'll have a uh, you know almost a stealth integration into uh, along the supply chain into retail and then ultimately as products end up in the home uh, so yeah anyway. yeah I, I would add on that you know uh, some of the use cases um Folks that we approached at RFID uh, Journal, um, RFID uh, solutions providers, uh, you know, they, they came up right away. I mean, we're already working on a number of, uh, of projects, uh, putting together uh, quotes and, and, and looking at floor plans and, and figuring out where's the Wi-Fi going to run. Uh, you know, where do we where do we run the Cat5 for the Ethernet? Uh, it, it's it's really very basic things, you know, when, when does a, a forklift enter uh, a, a recognition zone? When does it leave the zone? When does it, when does it deliver its, uh, its, uh, um, its load? Uh, which driver uh, was driving it? Um, these are very basic. Uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're not, we're not, uh, it's not rocket science. We're not sending anybody to the moon, but there are a lot of quality issues, a lot of production issues, uh, a lot of things that you don't know about, you know, what causes uh, a cascaded effect. Uh, and if you know uh, what time and the location that something was, was moved and, and delivered uh, in a manufacturing environment, uh, you can build a lot of intelligence on top of that. Very good. All right, Al. Well, I think we're both excited about that space. That's for sure. I, I think you've got a really interesting offering and I'm going to be looking out for future partnership announcements with other beacon vendors and to hear more about what you cook up with uh, with with Gimbal. So um, Al of, uh, of Fathom, thanks a lot. And uh, for those of you watching, don't forget, subscribe. We've got a bunch of uh, new content coming out. Go to our website, Statler Consulting. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, on Facebook, and, and you won't miss out. Thanks a lot, Stephen. Appreciate it. Cheers. Tell me, Al, what are the three songs that you would take to Mars? <laughs> The three songs I would take to Mars. Uh, I I think we talked about this, or I thought about this, and I like classic. I like all kinds of music. So classical music, I would start out with uh, Handel's uh, "Ode to Joy." Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that was Handel. Uh, I would uh, take um, 
Led Zeppelin's uh, The Song Remains the Same. I just uh, downloaded that uh, live album a couple weeks ago, something from my youth. And then um, I would be remiss if I did not include anything by Van Halen, and that would have to be uh, You Really Got Me. You Really Got Me. Okay. Wonderful. Well, my foster dog has just joined us. Hopefully that means he's going to be quiet, but uh, we'll... uh, This is... uh, this is ruckus. I don't know if you can see him. Maybe not. No, he's lying very low. Anyway, yeah. he does exist. Um, so how did you get into this current role? You've been around the industry for a while. Yeah, so I joined, uh, I joined Fathom uh, a couple of years ago, September of 2015 now. Gosh, almost two years ago. Um, after a two-year stint with GLO. Uh, Gilo uh, was one of the only uh, beacon makers in the Midwest uh, here, located here, uh, oddly enough, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I joined them and uh, spent a couple of years there uh, looking after sales and, and business development. Uh, so we uh, unfortunately were part of the, uh, the casualties of the beacon wars, uh, just you know, running out of cash, uh, as a lot of startups do, and uh, found myself uh, referred to, uh, to fathom, uh, through, uh, through a friend. So, uh, one thing led to another and, and here I am. Very good. Well, I'm glad you are. Um, I think, uh, what you guys are doing is really interesting. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.